We're back on Adventure Time. <laughs> We're back on on it. Adventure Time. What is what? what's Adventure Time? I don't even remember what this yeah. show's about. Uh, yeah, it was some guy, some guy in uh, in a dog. Some boy, a boy and a boy. dog. Okay, a boy and a dog, and sometimes they have relationship stuff with people, and sometimes they spend an entire episode climbing up a tree for some reason. Yeah, dude. That's, sometimes that... they're heroes of of a universe, and and you know that's cool too. Yeah, sometimes they're heroes of multiple multiverses with deep, crazy canon shit. And now we're just, gosh, this was such a good episode to return on, man. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Well, the squirrel was in it, and we yeah. saw the squirrel and Fiona and Cake for some reason. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, in our Fiona and Cake episode, I was like, oh, actually, it's probably really good that we're going to be returning straight to the episode that refers back to the squirrel that was in Fiona yeah. and Cake, which is hilarious. And I had already watched, you know, we had, had prepared to record this episode before Fiona and Kate came out, so we, we were ready to go. Uh, oh, yeah. So, you know, there was like no spoilers with, with uh, Wild the Squirrel, and then also with, uh, gosh, what, Prismo and, you know, a couple other things. Yeah, so I mean, like, literally, we hit, we hit so much stuff because we, we got to see Farm World at the beginning of Season 5. That was a huge reference in Fiona and Cake. We got to see the multiverse. We got to see Prismo. I'm like, yeah, if we had done this midway through season four, Fiona and Cake would have just been a disaster. Yeah. But no, we got, um, we got real lucky with time in there. Uh, <laughs> but man, real. yeah, this is definitely an episode. We are season five, episode four. If you haven't been <laughs> keeping track at home, uh, it's been a minute and we are going to be up a tree with our hero, Finn, this episode. And yes. I am also equally yes. Am I am I excited to talk about this episode? Yes. Did I look forward to it on end for weeks and weeks as we cover Fiona Cake? No. Um, but we're here, you know, and I, I'm ready to do that. And and Ned, you know, you know this. I don't know if the the followers know this. At this point, you're listening to a podcast where there are two 30 year olds recording this I was podcast. About to say, we've we've officially crossed the threshold of Two 30-year-olds with a cartoon podcast. <laughs> am I... Oh, yeah. Am I, dude, am I excited to talk about uh, a cartoon? Yes. Am I excited to be 30? No. Uh, did I expect this to be where my life was, you know, when I was 22 out of college coming up to Nashville? No. Am I pretty pumped about where it is right now? Yes. Yeah, so, good. you know, things, yeah, things are good. That's the out. That's the answers I wanted. I thought I was. I was nervous where you were going with that. And I, was I like, am. Are we, are we about to have a? Therapy am I giving session up over on here? things? Here's the <laughs> thing, though. Am I giving up? I'm 30 now. It's time to give up, right? Uh, I think I'm giving up on my hopes, my dreams. I think I'm giving up on trying to make a lot of money. I think I'm giving up on you know pretty much everything outside of just nah, like get out of here living. Okay, yeah, fine, fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm not giving up. I got. I need a new theme. My thought is right now, maybe my 30s, dirty 30, like take over 30 in the dirtiest way possible. So like dirty martinis, dirty dancing, not showering. Not showering for an entire just year. Just not showering for 365 <laughs> days is not a bad idea. And just get real nice and beautiful oily skin. It's great. Hey, it's working out so far. We'll see how long this goes <laughs> for. So uh, yeah, <laughs> smell him through the computer. But through yeah. the computer. Yep. Uh, I. Let's let's kick into this episode because it's. Okay. I don't think we'll have like you know it won't be as long as some of our hour plus long Fiona and cakes. 
uh, unless we tangent, which we don't on this podcast. I think it's a challenge. I think that's a challenge. This will be. I'm going to tangent right now. Ned, have you ever thrown the perfect throw? Uh, no, I would say because I play a very baby, baby, baby amount of disc golf, and I would say I've never had a hole in one. So probably have never you, a perfect throw. Have you ever lost something up a tree that you never got back? Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. I would say, gosh, there's probably some things from growing up. Well, yeah, kicking soccer balls in trees. Uh, soccer never, balls in trees? You losing soccer balls in trees now? What sort yeah. of trees oh, yeah. are you kicking soccer balls Thick into? That's boys. crazy. Thick boys. Um, <laughs> That's crazy. What else? Okay. I mean, shoot, I'm trying to remember like specifically growing up. We had this huge bush on the side of our house. We had a huge pecan tree. I would say that's the closest I would compare something of this tree magnitude from this episode. But the, mm-hmm. the brush of trees was just like, yep, you could just, it may not have been up the tree, but a lot of things went into that brush. Into the tree, okay. And never came out. So in the tree, oh, part man. of the tree. Absolutely. In the tree, part of the tree. That is truly how it goes. I mean, I... I could tell you that I lost something when I was a kid uh, in a tree and I never got it back. I had, for my birthday, got a like remote control plane, you know, and mm. I was so pumped and it was huge. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And I flew it. We were out on like some practice football field. I think it was like the Falcons old practice football field or something like that. It was in Gwinnett at the time. So you could just go out there when they weren't practicing. And I, man, I took off and then it got out of range and the plane, it just kept going <laughs> straight. And it, and it literally, we raced after it because it was quicker <laughs> than we could run. And the thing just kept going straight until it got stuck in this massive tree. And kind of me and my dad looked at each other. You know, I think we threw a football at it or two a couple of times and we just gave up and we had to leave it. And I yeah. was, I was real bummed. I mean, you know, a very quick birthday present for sure. (laughs) A good and quick birthday present. But let's just say, I mean, like that's a good point to come across that. Yeah, you're sitting at the bottom of that tree throwing a football at it. And there's something about it. It's like having your pants caught down. There's something Mm -hmm. very humbling about sitting, staring straight up at a tree, hawking a baseball, hawking a football at it and not getting it down. It is. And maybe, maybe that's what Finn's little goal here was, was he's like, you know, he he hocks the frisbee into the tree. He SpongeBob perfect bubbles the throw, um, and he's like, maybe I, it's like sometimes again tops of the episode for me. Sometimes man's just gotta get his own disc, and I <laughs> he just was like, you know what? I need I need a good humbling adventure to yeah. not get um again. This it's the whole adventure here is the opposite of a Jake mistake. Well, Jake could have got it. We all know. Jake could have got, got it. it but Jake it was, like was a right choice. next to it. It yeah. was like, I loved the realization. And like even with the writer's realization that we've got this ex machina concept with Jake. He can kind of do many, many things that solves many, many typical problems. So mm-hmm. let's let's remove that factor from the equation. And it creates like what what I would say, that's why it's a fun adventure is it's oversimplified for how Finn and Jake can go about adventures almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, and Finn, Finn gets the training. I think this was a great moment for him to, you know, kind of task himself, see how high he could climb. I've got a couple of statistics just based off of basically uh, taking... Inches uh, to times of day? No, stopwatch to see how long they fell for. And then I calculated out via an online calculator how tall <laughs> the terminal the velocity is. of a squirrel? 
Dude, no, how well, I, I guess I didn't go that deep into it. I was just seeing how tall is this tree? If they're say Finn's falling on top of a squirrel, you know, and they're uh, just an object, whatever, falling at 32 feet per second per second, I believe is how it's calculated. It took 20 seconds. There was a 20 second period between when Finn kicks the squirrel off of the tree mm-hmm. and when they hit the frisbee. And I stopped it just before that, but technically there was still like four feet to the ground. So I said 20 is fine. Ned, the height of the tree from where they were, not the tippy to top, 6,434 <laughs> feet. <laughs> let's let's see. I'm going to type right in. Now, I'm going to Google I, got, 6, I know how many miles that is. I know how many miles that is. I got it. 1.2 miles. That tree <laughs> is 1.2 miles tall. Yeah, I was going to say the tallest building in the world as of right now is the Burj Khalifa, which okay. is 829 meters. So multiply that by three, give or take. Well, we're looking, oh, in feet. 2,700 feet. So about wow. two and a half Burj Khalifas, close to three. Three? About three? Dude, that's that's pretty wild. That is, uh, that is wild. We got a tall tree wild. here. Now, we got a real funny, tall tree. It's above the clouds. I mean, now, no wonder it took them maybe an entire season to freaking get up there, you know? <laughs> well, we definitely went through some, some seasons, a.k.a. weather changes, types of day t- changes. So we can imagine that this is probably a multi-day adventure of fin climbing. Maybe as a little so. miniature person. But I'm glad you mentioned the fall, though, because uh, it reminded me of a story because I was walking my neighborhood last year. We've got these big pine trees in the neighborhood. And as I'm walking, I just hear, and it thuds right next to me or in a bush. And it was a squirrel that got oh. like, you know, how, you know how they like chase each other up and around trees? And what just like yeah. fell from like probably 200 feet up, maybe, maybe 150 feet up. Wow. Um, I hear this thud in the pine straw and I'm like, what? And then I hear like a scuffling around and it like goes back around. And I was like, okay, so the terminal velocity of a squirrel is not necessarily um, life Not enough to kill it. Per yeah. se, not enough to kill it. So I'm pretty sure that's the same for cats, you know? And I think anything, yeah. well, not, not monkeys. I'm guessing freaking monkeys are jumping around in trees. Do yeah, they exactly. die if they fall? That is terrifying. I don't want to think about that. I've got enough. We'll talk about my Roman empires on the next episode <laughs> because we're talking about relationships and stuff. So we'll talk about my Roman empires. I don't need a new one, which is do monkeys die all the time when they're just falling out of the trees? <laughs> I don't I need to not. think about that. I'm assuming not when they're, yeah. I, why, why wouldn't they dude? A well, monkey yeah, falls yeah. 200 feet. You don't think it's going to break. Okay. Anyways, let's, yeah, Ned, we'll get, tangent, we'll get to tangent. that one. All right. Let's get back on this episode. We'll get back to this episode. Wanna, I want to talk about the seasons changing as, as we're mentioning this. There's a moment mm-hmm. when Ben's small, right? He's climbing up the street. You have the animation changes slightly with all of the seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like the rotting of the tree with all these like worms and stuff. It's, it's got to be a metaphor. My house canon, my ob- I think it's an obvious house canon that it's more of a metaphor for it taking Finn forever to reach the literal top of the not the top of the tree, not a literal year passing by that being said i mean you know it is a freaking tall tree as we just talked about but there's difference in animation jake didn't show up which seems a little odd that he wouldn't show up for a year and then also though in the next episode again we will talk about 16 weeks going by and jake hadn't shown up so 
But Jade doesn't show up, and then uh, I see massive damage being done to the tree by the worm. So I, I just, it just doesn't feel like that actually happened to me. Yeah, that is probably somewhat of a, not a hallucination, but an exaggeration, as per se, yeah. of like Finn's perception of the tree. But dude, like, like, I mean, like 6,000 like feet. Hallucin- like a hallucinogenic way. But yeah, 6,000 feet. There's, I and mean, he, he was is small. climbing into He's different... He's a little I mean, guy. We're talking about a six thousand foot tree. We're talking about different ecosystems. <laughs> like, um, He's in a yeah, different stratosphere. A different I don't know stratosphere man. of the climate here. So. Um, but you know, oh, I'm, gosh. I'm I'm with you. It, it seemed yeah, and there's possibilities of um, you know, this episode, the next episode, uh, with the writers being like, you know what, we're gonna have Finn turning another year older at some point in season five. So we need to like make sure we address the fact that they're that he's grown another year. So like maybe we have these really one day adventures, but then we have also these like super long adventures. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I was kind of thinking in my mind is like a little yeah. bit of a, how did a year of adventures happen? It's like, well, he spent, you know, a week, a season climbing up a tree, you know? Yeah. Do you think, um, is Jake being a good dog in this episode? Cause he obviously is kind of bailing on Lady Rainicorn for a bit there as she's setting up yeah. or they set up and they go, let's go, Throwing and catching. I'll be dog. You be human. I mean, he's. I don't I think he's being bad dog. I don't think bad no. dog is happening right now. I th- I think it it's the little... same thing. You go out on a picnic with your friends. Let's say you bring a football and you or you bring a frisbee, and you're like, we're just gonna go toss the frisbee. Like that's not like yeah. bailing on your girlfriend. The lady wants to be out there. It's a beautiful day. And then as soon as Ben's like, I'm gonna get to the tree. He's like, I'm gonna go hang with lady for a little bit. I'm gonna go back to lady's house for a little bit. So. Um, yeah, that's a good. You know, point. he's not okay. ignoring her. He think he just had a little, little fun on the side while she was chilling, and she's and she's pregnant in this episode again. She that is. Yeah, comes into play two episodes from now. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, let's talk about Jake being good dog, bad dog in that episode. So let's not get too far into it. I think so. we'll also do it next episode, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm. Just I keep bit. saying next episode because we're doing two tonight. So I've watched the next episode, which is about the little people. Yes. Um, well, and I just know about the next episode. Yeah. Too. Yeah, so um, anyways. But I do love uh, the kind of the, the the kickoff and why I think this is such a good Adventure Time episode, especially coming off of Fiona and Cake when we were like, hey, this, what, what's missing? Like, there's like some Adventure Time that's not missing. The episode kicks off with them being like, this is my throwing and catching disc. And then Jake's like, oh, I'll be the dog, you be the human. And then he's running around going, dog, 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 dog. And Finn's like, hello, I'm a human. Hello, I'm a human. Yeah. And that is like, that's the kind of adventure time jokes that are so funny that I no. think I've just been like wanting, you know? It's so weird that you say that because I think about the reviews and people talking about each episode of Fiona and Cake and people, it really felt like people didn't want the adventure time humor thing. They didn't want adventure time to just be adventure time. They wanted that canonical thing that we got. Like mm-hmm. they wanted what we got out of Fiona and Cake. But whenever there was a moment of like, for instance, the squirrel being in Fiona yeah. and Cake and wasting an episode in a way, like I think I was a little bummed about it, but that was like classic like adventure time. And and I know other mm-hmm. people were bummed about that moment. And I was just like, dude, but that's that's what we love about adventure time. Like adventure time's a really long show. I mean, we're five seasons in and we've gotten like a handful of canonical events that have really mattered. 
Yeah. So yeah, we, I don't know. We're, we're waist deep in the pool, but we're not in the deep end yet, for sure. It's just interesting that there was so much complaining about like the moments that felt the most like Adventure Time and Fiona and Kate to me. Yeah. But... I guess we well, can't just talk about Fiona Kate this whole no, episode. No, no, but, <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying that I'm maybe coming off of that, that this episode, especially with Jess Finn himself, that yeah. I was like, that's what, dude, it, like, it's almost like lined up. We've got that moment. We've got one of my favorite moments, not my tops, but my favorite, one of my favorites when he's just like, pooped. I'm he's so pooped. pooped. So pooped. Dude. That and then- why, um, why is he so tired, man? I mean, he barely climbed <laughs> up the tree at that point. He's exhausted. <laughs> I know. Well, I, that was to, I think, humanize him of like climbing mm-hmm. a little bit up a tree is uh, it is tiring. It is tiring. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite again, Jackie's favorite, I think, fin liner of the episode is he gets up to the top of the tree finally and goes, "Where's Madingus?" And I was like, "That's it. that's the joke. That's the joke I wanted. That's all I needed." This episode yeah. is just Finn going, "Hey, where's Madingus? Where's Madingus?" That's um, that is a good one. I, man, I'm trying to think of oh my tops was the moment when Finn is a prisoner, right? And he's just like talking to the squirrel about, will it be a prisoner forever? <laughs> it's just yeah. like, yeah, yes, you are a prisoner. Will you ever be free? No, no, you won't <laughs> no. be. Like, the whole <laughs> conversation is actually the whole, hilarious. The whole conversation is hilarious. Uh, almost yeah. infuriating to a point if they had kept it going on too long. But it yeah. ends so well with Finn just being like, hey man, let's go. And he just yeah. steps out of the bars. <laughs> Dude, I mean, obviously, I think it just goes without saying almost, the squirrel is my lovely of this episode. Mm. He's so delusional and so adorable and also almost annoying, but you, you, he's like an initiate, initiate of this cult. Like, he's new. They're kind of picking on him anyways, as he mentions in that awesome conversation when Finn's in jail. He's like, yeah, they're, they put me down a whole bunch. Like They're trying to say that I'm just a normal squirrel when like I'm obviously a flying squirrel, you know, yeah, or at least obviously. in his mind. He's like, yeah, in my mind, I'm am I miles and miles away flying around at like the flying squirrel I am? Sure, you <laughs> in know. My mind. <laughs> in, in my, my mind. mind. Yeah. Now, there's like, if I had a friend to break out, like, would I just would I do like, <laughs> get out of here? With He's like, yes, yes, I would. I would get out of here. Now, there is an interesting point you just brought up because this is okay. one of my deeper thoughts of the episode um, is the signs of a cult. And I watched, I mean, I'm a cult documentary like fanatic. I love watching all okay. of the really deep, like and the, the Jonestown the stuff, the um, Keith Ranieri stuff. There's like some really, and it's just really interesting with like what people can get away with. So, in one of the ones I watched about like the psychology of a cult, they do say that there has to be specific things for like the FBI to deem something a cult. And if it doesn't check all those boxes, they can't like bust it for in, like shutting down a cult essentially. Um, mm. So I've got 10 things here. Absolute authoritarianism without accountability. Zero tolerance for criticism or questions. Lack of meaningful financial disclosure regarding budget. Unreasonable fears about the outside world that often involve evil conspiracies and persecutions. A belief that former followers are always wrong for leaving and there is never a legitimate reason for anyone else to leave. Uh, Abuse of members. Records, books, and articles of programs documenting the abuses of the leader or group. Followers feeling that they are never able to be quote-unquote good enough a belief the leader is right at all times, and a belief the leader is the exclusive means of knowing the quote-unquote truth or giving validation. So, oh, man. With those points in mind, 
this little critters in the tree check off a lot of those boxes. So we're we're verging on Colt. Now, is the owl the absolute leader of this group that cannot be questioned and that holds the source of absolute truth? I don't yeah, yeah. think so. I don't quite you don't think, think so. I don't quite think he's viewed as as the the leader the shaman of this tree that he's Ned, not. He has followed. a shirt that says "Owl" on it. <laughs> now I want you, you to be just think about narciss- that for a moment. It is absolutely narcissistic of the owl to wear "Owl" yeah. on his shirt. But when they're sitting around the group uh, talking about what they're going to do with Finn, now they are questioning each other back and forth. Um, they are questioning like, "What are we doing? Like, what? Why can't he be in the tree?" I don't. I don't think there's necessarily. I think there's some blind like. Uh, listening to the owl as their leader because they're stupid, mm-hmm. but not because he's holding over him, over them that, you know, he's got this magic tree God that's like Definitely. blessed him. He's it's like just a divine the tree being. is what the tree is. We're in the tree. You, once you're in the tree, you stay in the tree. Yeah, and that's, so, that's all there is to it. So there's not enough direction is what you're kind of saying. Like there's not enough direction. So I think this would border on a organized or chaotic religion per se, mm-hmm. not necessarily Maybe they're like cult. On the way, like I feel like the owl, that that owl shirt is probably new for him. He's just kind of figuring out, like, oh my gosh, I'm the leader of this. Like, Maybe, I'm yeah. going to take take control. You know, I I don't know. I'm I'm curious. I mean, of the cults that we've seen, because the other cult was the dancing teddy bears, mm-hmm. um, and the the monsters body. I'm trying to man. It was so Pat. long ago. Party Pat, yes. Like what happened that episode? That was definitely a cult. Is this more a cult or less a cult than Party Pat? I, I would say this is a verging on organized religion that because of the owl that they he could easily turn it into a cult, which is again yeah. how most cults start anyway, is they start as some crazy weird sect of a religion. And then some leader goes, hey, whoa, I can make these people do what I want them to do because I've convinced them that I'm, have got this connection with the divine, you know? Yeah. And so I'm curious, Ned. I mean, have you ever been in a cult? Have you ever felt <laughs> like you were a part of a cult? Uh, not part of one. No. Hey, be, be uh, real. But I've, be, I think I told my, I think I've told my Scientology story on this podcast before. I believe it's um, been, been a while. Yeah. It's a, in long, short story. We accidentally took a apartment tour of the, Church of Scientology uh, Celebrity Center in Los Angeles. <laughs> and let me tell you, that one's not a cult because they don't have a leader. That's the only reason the FBI is not shutting them down. Oh, There's wow. definitely some shady shit going on. There's definitely no leader some you know brainwashing of. going on. There's no, yeah, no leader that is at least publicly known. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tom Cruise, I don't know how high up he is in Scientology, but <laughs> they've got him by the balls, man. <laughs> I'm sure they do. Tom. Tom also, Cruise he's is, like uh, risking Tom his Cruise life is, uh, for movies what? all the time, you know. Like, Lenny the Beaver uh, in this episode, maybe that's yeah. our Tom Cruise. <laughs> he's definitely Lenny the Beaver <laughs> for sure, dude. Okay, I mean, I'm trying to think of this because I, you know, I don't know if you know this, Ned, but when I was a kid, uh, I was a cyclist. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I was in a cult. So I was in a cult. No, I'm just, I'm just saying that because you've called me out in the past for being like, dude, you've talked about you being a cyclist. I, I think hey, you just joined. A, you just joined a CrossFit gym too. So I did. Gotta I did. Be, I'm gonna be walking on thin ice. Working out. I definitely feel like working out can be cult like. I don't think CrossFit is a cult necessarily. I but think there's specific CrossFit gyms that, that begin could to get pretty arguably culty. be. Yeah, yeah, I think 
RuneScape could be very cult-like <laughs> behavior when it takes over your... I've got two uh, childhood best friends. One of them is obsessed with RuneScape. The other one's obsessed with working out. And so both of those topics to me feel like they're trying to brainwash me into joining their cult whenever we talk about working out or RuneScape or CrossFit because they both do CrossFit as well. I mean, it is um, on the border of cult-like behavior. And also... Both of them were in my were like on my cycling team, and I just got to say, like my coach used to say, cycling was his religion. Uh, <laughs> yep, we used yeah, to do it same. six to seven days a week for at least an hour plus, especially in late high school. Uh, one time in Bend, Oregon, for nationals, they tried to hold me down and shave my legs because that's what everybody did. <laughs> everybody shaved their there's, legs, so I got the a abuse. patch shaved. There's the abuse. Yeah, I, there's the, the abuse. There's dude. the check mark. I had like two inches of my leg, and I have fairly hairy legs shaved by my friends, who I thought were my friends, freaking shaved part of my leg and <laughs> at nationals. I mean, traumatizing, truly. They chased yeah. me around the house, pulled me down, or held me down and, and shaved part of my leg. <sighs> yeah. I mean, no, emotional abuse, emotional abuse. Me and Allie talked about this a little bit. We all sort of discussed like there are certainly segments of a non-cult which and what we were talking about was christianity that could deem mm -hmm. or be more cult-like as well i mean even just from a growing up at a methodist church and then going on retreats and going by like, doing crew and doing wesley in college and stuff and like when you're on those retreats it does sometimes feel a little bit like you're being engulfed in ali mentioned their like cry nights where mm -hmm. you spend yep. the entire and i never did a cry night i don't think but you spend the entire trip learning and hearing about how bad you are of a person and then at the end it's like you know ask for forgiveness and you can be saved and cry, feel free to cry as we worship or whatever i mean i can definitely think of like the emotional manipulation for the sake of like in a religious experience or like breaking down your metaphorical walls of that first night on a retreat of the weekend where they're just like, we're going to worship, you know, all throughout the night, stay as long as you want sort of a thing. And people are just mm -hmm. weeping, you know, and like, I felt that I felt overcome by whatever that is certainly. Um, and looking yeah, back well, on it, some, some of it's a little, some of it's a little odd, you know, I don't yeah, know. There's, see, there's, I think that's where there's the aspect where you have to, you do have to draw a line between a religion and a cult because like, it's just like, oh, every religion's a cult. Like, no, it's not. Because like the term cult came out of Jim Jones and like yeah. the the Jonestown massacre. And that's where, you know, whether it was what late sixties, I think. And mm, with churches now, you know, it's hard because you do have the emotional um aspect, what feels like a, a brainwashing type mentality yeah. where and I do think there are Christian cults. Oh, like, absolutely. I, without that's a doubt, there are start. Christian cults. Yeah. No um, doubt. And then, the, yeah, well, well, you bring up a good point because now I'm kind of remembering our story. This this first church that we okay. went to, one of the, not first, but one of the churches we really started liking in Nashville. Um, again, while we were learned like doing all these cult documentaries, we liked the community. Now, the the pastor was very eccentric. He came from a Pentecostal church. For those who don't know, Pentecostal churches are very much about the emotion and talking in tongues, and it's just this crazy like event. But he left that. Um, this is like a non-denominational church. And we were like, okay, he's a little eccentric. He's like a little uh, like into himself. And probably one of the last times we went, he was like, oh yeah, like at the children's, uh, your children will 
for learning Bible verses, they'll earn John bucks. His name was John. Um, and your children were, well, and they had a little fake piece of paper with like the pastor's face on it. And it's like, your mm-hmm. kids will earn John bucks to, you know, exchange for rewards. And I was like, that's Colty. Yeah, you're you're putting oh, yourself as this idolized leader of the church, and I was like, "We're out." We and yeah. then we left. Like we we didn't go oh, back. Weird. I was like, "That's not cool, dude." Well, I just think if any porcupines ever come up to you and they just say, "Hey, sit on me," <laughs> or and porcupines hey, can be a metaphor hey. for for anyone. If anyone ever comes up to you and rolls up, rolls down a tree, maybe. <laughs> And says, hey, hey, man, sit on I, me. You know what I you should do? You got to be sitting on me right now because I got these spikes and I can just like boost you right on up up this tree. Uh, yeah. If you say that to a question stranger, marks. I'm pretty sure you get arrested nowadays. For that. Yeah. Well, it's hey, so hey. funny that the porcupine was just like, dude, I, I'm sorry. I thought it would work. Obviously, you know, he did it on purpose to try and keep him away from the tree. And then once he's in the tree, keep him in the tree with those. Uh, I guess he doesn't really come back to porcupine, but. Yeah. But still, I mean, dude, iffy behavior. Sit on me. I don't know about that then. You yeah. should have just headed back to hang out with Jake and Raina Coin at that point. Well, the porcupine and the squirrel too, because even when the squirrel's like, eat this apple, and he's smiling and Finja shakes his head and then he shoves the apple in his mouth. Like, you're I know. Like, oh, that's I know. like scary behavior there. Dude, not, I, not his I, fault. We, we learned he was. It is his fault, though. You can't. You can't force a freaking apple on someone like that. Like, yeah. I mean, he's my lovely, and I do feel like that is the one moment that, like, is not cool at all. But also, why was Finn overpowered by a squirrel? No, it's he an was, apple. He was, he was, like, when you look at the comparison size, a squirrel's about twice his size at that point. Or, no, squirrel. actually, that's what yeah, no, when no, he no, was. No, he's still yeah, big. Yeah, because yeah, the apple made yeah, him small. So, so, yeah, very interesting. Maybe Finn, well, Finn was pooped. So he was pretty was pooped. Little... He was pretty pooped. And that apple did sort of reinvigorate uh, his energy just a little bit to help him climb up that tree, which yeah. Finn's got, he's got a really positive aspect or positive perspective on those first two encounters. Yeah. Like, when, dude, when I got says, your quills. I can climb up this tree now. Thank you. You did help me. And like, I do feel a little bit better because I ate this apple. Um, you know, I appreciate it, man. You know, like, I don't know, Finn. Finn, gosh, dude. The theme, the theme is people giving Finn unwanted help uh, when it's being refused, porcupine, squirrel, and then Jake also trying to give him unwanted help as he's refusing. Like Jake said, dude, mm-hmm. you know, I can get, I can just get it. He's like, all right, well, yeah, don't, don't need any more he, apples. He was pretty much setting out for this to be a Finn versus physical challenge type of adventure. Didn't, didn't want to cheat, didn't want the, like, to be boosted up, didn't want that. He was like, this is just my thing, guys. Like, I'm just doing this for a workout, physical activity adventure type thing. So, yeah, very interesting. Now, I I do have a, or actually, I do have a fun factoid because I okay. didn't really get into like this episode in terms of like crazy deep thoughts with, besides cult stuff. Um, But I was like, man, why does this voice sound familiar? Like, Porcupine comes in and it seems it just feels yeah, familiar. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Yeah. Um, the owl feels familiar. I, I first thought about John Goodman in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou, his kind of like Southern uh, draw in Oh Brother mm-hmm. Where Art Thou. And I was like, it's not him. Guy's name is Jim Cummings. He does the porcupine, the owl, and the beaver in this episode. And I looked him up. I was like, oh my gosh, he does Tigger and Winnie the Pooh. He does Winnie the Pooh. He Whoa. does Pete from. Uh, at least a lot of the years of Mickey Mouse. So that's okay. the one I think that caught me was that it's Pete's voice. Uh, he does Scar from The Lion King. 
He does one of the uh, bandits from Clone Wars. And so he was like, and then a lot of other like pseudo Looney Tunes Holy crap. characters. That's awesome. So like, That's why everybody knows Tigger and Winnie the Pooh's voice. Like, yeah. Um, Is he the OG? He's like the original guy for that. I, I don't think so. I'm, I'm sure it was just like, that was just coming up as he's been Tigger and Winnie the Pooh and everything. So they changed. They've done so many seasons of different Winnie the Pooh, but I would assume it's the new adventures of Winnie the Pooh. What played, um, gosh, early, late 90s, early 2000s, I okay. think. That's what I would assume. Because that's the one I like very much recognize. And then Pete mm. from, I think it's Pete from like Mickey Mouse cartoons, like more modern. Um, House of Mouse, Goofy Movie. Like, I think that's him. Yeah. Dan, dude, that's awesome. Um, so I, I'm just so curious. I'm gonna, after this, I'm going to do some research. Um, uh, yeah, we really did. Oh, man, I'm getting distracted. I can't, can't be distracted. And I need to stay on <laughs> top of this podcast. I know, I don't need another, uh, what is it, Roman Empire of just Googling Winnie the Pooh voice actors and how long <laughs> they did it for. And now we're um, going to list off 17 Winnie the Pooh voice actors. Yeah, now, now our podcast is just going to be that. And also, <laughs> now, give, me, give me your best Winnie the Pooh. No, don't. You don't need oh, to. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I was about to say, I got to totally like, oh, ball, though. <laughs> it's oh, almost ball, a Mickey Mouse. It's almost <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> oh, father. <laughs> oh, gosh, oh, Minnie. <laughs> yeah, I think it's impossible to do Mickey Mouse and not sound a little bit more like the South Park vision version of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, well, get over these speaking... fucking purity rings. <laughs> Don't you ever fucking talk to me like that again. Speaking of South Park, though, oh, immediately no. I get, when, when we see them all in, in the green room around the little stump doing their planning, I totally mm-hmm. got Christmas Critters vibes from South Park. If you've oh, never yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. Christmas Critters episode where it's like the Satan worshiping uh, little, little uh, woodland animals. So... I saw that close, too. As close to Adventure Time can get to Christmas critters without worshiping the devil. And at first, I thought the squirrel, our squirrel, my lovely, the squirrel, not fin out with the acorn, but I think it was either a different squirrel or maybe it was a beaver. I'm pretty yeah. positive it wasn't. I think it was our boy. Yeah. Our, our boy had not that crazy of eyes at that point. No. I, think. I mean, he's plenty delusional, but he's delusional, yeah, like said, but not, he's not, not that um, crazy. He's not quite brainwashed at this point. Yeah. So. They got a, a whole plethora of, of toys and things up that tree, man. I mean, you know, yeah. they're, they're the, stocking that's the, up. That's the, like, that's the check mark of cult financial gain is that they're just yeah. stealing people's stuff out of the tree. It's like Finn, Finn and Jake, you have to have that giant treasure room and they never use any of their treasure. It's mm-hmm. kind of a similar vibe of this tree, which is, I mean, how many people are playing? I mean, it's one tree in the middle of a field. How many things are getting stuck up there? Why is, why is so much stuff getting stuck up there? You see a lot of like, well, there's a lot of species out there in the grass kingdom. Because um, there's okay. not like a grass. The grass kingdom spans all this land between ice kingdom and the candy kingdom. Um, so I think we get a lot of critters and creatures that go and play and everything like that. So I'd assume there's some stuff out there. Yeah. Kites, specifically. Maybe some yeah, candy kites people. specifically. Did we, and we don't see Finn unshrink this episode. I'm guessing yeah. somewhere along the way, he gets a strawberry or the uh, the cursed strawberries that grow you. Yeah, if we, we know anything about the squirrel from Fiona and Cake now, is the squirrel 
does have a tendency to be gathering up these magical fruits. Yeah. So, I think um, it becomes his job. He's like, you know what? It's a full-time job. <laughs> I He's had like, the hookup at that point. I was in a cult, you know, and I, I learned the dealer. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm turning this into a career. Yeah, he's he's smart. I mean, if anything, maybe he's not delusional at all. He's down there, th- Mark Marin. I mean, for crying out loud, you know. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe we'll call this um, this episode "From Cult to Career: A Squirrel Story." From cult to career, yeah, I like it. <laughs> I like it, dude. I was trying to think of like the perfect throw because you have a throw that's so perfect the disc doesn't spin at all, and they can just sit on oh, top yeah. of the disc. <laughs> that's what I was thinking is. I always that always bugs me a little at the end of this episode is that the the disc is flying totally spinless is kind of totally spinless. Me I know, but I, I can definitely relate at least in the sense of like when I was in middle school, I was a punter for the football team, and man, when you get that that perfect end over end punt, mm, yeah. it does feel Almost like a it feels something special. Too. Oh yeah. yeah, well, well, not a knuckleball. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm talking, talking like when you uh, like like yeah, you get a punt. I guess maybe that's a little bit with a soccer ball where it's like, yeah. it's so crisp and clean that there's like no spin on it through the air. Yeah, no, I'm talking spiral. Like your ball is spiral. Oh, you get that Really one, yeah. nice. And you get it, it goes tip over tip, uh, which is, dude, it's a good feeling. It's been a while. I need to get back out there. I could start punting. <laughs> you know, maybe I could walk on. I'll walk yeah, on somewhere. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just go to the Falcons and just walk on. Yeah, the Falcons, Titans, they, they need to... They gotta have, need a punter. I mean, I'm sure they punt all the time. Neither one of those teams is all that great. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah, you can be a great punter on a team that sucks, right? Dude, I think it's but, a little late. I mean, I'm 30. Like I said, we gotta just give up. Like I'm giving up on dreams. I just, I just <laughs> got that dream that was just now gonna be one of my dreams, uh, and I'm already nope, giving up on it. Immediately gave up. Immediately, immediately gave, gave up. Well, up on it. I mean, that's just the way things go once you turn 30. Like, yeah, do I well, like it? Do I want it to be that way? No. But have I accepted it? And am I going to move on with my life and just keep on trucking? Yes. 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 Absolutely. But let's <laughs> let's talk about before kind of wrapping up and, and not my it's not a deep thought. It's as deep as this episode can get. Oh, get is, real deep. Um, How deep can you go? That's what I want to know. The dream crushing of your group of peers and somewhat of a group think, um, crushing your dreams. Like. Yes, the squirrel was not going, or no, mm-hmm. the squirrel was not going to be a flying squirrel. Yes, he believed. No, he it could was. never be. Yeah. Did he fly at the end of the episode? Yes, you know. Um. So he fell. It's a, falling with style. <laughs> it fall, yeah, falling with style. Falling with reference. style. Um, we got a lot of good references in this episode too. Yeah. From, yeah. From also, <laughs> yeah. We also need to, whatever we do a reference, just say what the reference was. Yeah, I was about I to like say that this. People, people don't know what the reference You think it's obvious, but you don't know how many people have seen no. Toy Story more than once out there. So Yeah, but yeah. it's also like when you tell a joke and you have to explain it. So we got to just keep going. We got we to just we'll keep, keep going moving. with that one. And I think we'll, we'll yeah. stay consistent with that one. But yeah, I, no, I, I more think about it on the lines bad of friends. like bad the, friends. Gr- the group think of bad friends. Like you got a group of, if, if you got a group of dudes and you're like, hey, I want to, you know, like one of my uh, pipe dreams is to open a wine store. Um, now, if I had a group of friends that literally, if I brought that up every time and they're like, that's stupid. That's, you're never going to do that. That's so dumb. That's going to sh- shut me down. And like, will it be a pipe dream? Yes. But will I ever, will I still have that dream and be sad that it got shut down my, by my friends? Like, yeah. Also, also yes. Also, also yes. yes. Yeah. So it's one of those things yeah. where I'd say if that, if that ties into, a potential lesson is that like I, I surround so, yourself, yeah. surround yourself with people that don't shut down your dreams, even if they do tend to be silly. Now, surround yourself with friends that are realistic and will 
uh, <laughs> help you claw mm-hmm. out of uh, psychotic situations like jumping out of a tree when you can't fly. But oh, yeah. do it do it so in like a loving way. And if you're surrounding yourself with people with that, just sort of like, no, that's stupid. Like the way what did what did the squirrel say? They're like, no, you're not a flying squirrel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you know, you get to pull a knives out uh, glass onion and surround yourself with people that are be insanely successful and super fake. I mean, that's, that's the real goal. It's just <laughs> as fake as they can possibly be. Yeah, that's, that's one lesson. My other lesson is, I mean, in the tree part of the tree, it's very simple. That's, yeah. that's my other lesson. Yeah, mine was just don't get involved with weird tree religions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any, it's anything hard, that man. involves nature like and religions. <laughs> I, I feel for anyone that gets to be a part of a cult. I mean, I don't think, I think I have enough self-awareness not to. I sure hope I do. But I can easily see how someone being manipulated or you get into kind of the group think or kind of like you get into a bubble. Like you just, all you hear is this one thing. So that's your mindset. And then when anyone, an outsider comes in like once a week versus the people you're talk, talking to every day, I'm sure it's very easy to just go, no, you're, you're not, that's not true. Like yeah. fake news, whatever. I mean, you know, I don't know, man. I, yeah. That's, I feel, it's always, I feel for that. That's, I, I feel for it when, especially when the documentaries, like when the abuse starts happening and when the yeah. financial loss starts, starts happening and those people are still like defending, no, 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 this is like, um, and then they're like $200,000 in the hole and been sexually abused. You're like, oh, this is like, you start feeling for those people because they're like totally, yeah. totally brainwashed. Now, why do cults always got to go the bad way? Why can't cults <laughs> succeed and be yeah. awesome? <laughs> I did. It's got to. It's it's got. We need good cults. Let's get deep, a good cult out here. <laughs> I'm gonna run on my platform of make America good cults again. <laughs> good cults again. I uh, Iron Man triathlon. So there's that's enough. It's just working out, man. Working out to the extreme is so cultish. Um, I mean, work out, go exercise, but, uh, you know, to just be aware of how much you're doing it, uh, it doesn't need to be your entire life. Um, but as we're 30 <laughs> and we're giving up on exercising, maybe don't, maybe don't go exercise. Um, dad bods are in and what's the point in being in shape? I'm in that season right now. I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm also lying. I, I fully endorse my rec is not exercising it could be my rec might be Fleetwood Mac I did I do Ooh. Fleetwood Mac the other day probably have I been listening to it nonstop since we talked about Fleetwood Mac last yes definitely I think I talked about Silver Springs uh the music video the drama uh Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks just incredible but Rumors is an mm-hmm. awesome album and the album right before Rumors is also an awesome album I can't recommend enough. Just sitting down and listening through both mm-hmm. of those records. Yeah, so, no, and incredible. Front to back too. Front to back. I, I yeah. say rumors is one that we when we have dinner parties over at our house, we've got it on, on a record player, and that's like a top first one I go to, if not second one I go to for like every time we host. Dude, that's the next record we buy for sure. Yeah, it's it, it's a great one because it is meant to be listened to. Like side A flows all the way through. Side B flows all the yeah. way through, and it's so great. So that's a great recommendation. I'm I'm leaning back towards my um my original recommendations, Russell, that you hated for so long. Oh, my no. rec this week alcohol. is just a good no, not alcohol this time. <laughs> it's a good grilled cheese and tomato soup combo. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's great. Are you sick? Why, why are you doing no. that, though? But it's, it's, oh. it's getting a little chilly outside. And so tonight we uh, got sourdough bread, two different types of cheese, turkey. We did some mayonnaise on the inside. We made garlic butter, homemade, and that's what we grilled the, the, the bread on. Then did a little bit of dill in our tomato soup. And it was just like, okay. just a vibe. It's just a good November vibe. Hmm. A little bit of dill. There's a lot going on there, Ned. I'm going to have to break that down after this. To, or you break it down to me and I'm going to have to... <laughs> I'll, like give the, I'll give you the step-by-step. You're adding some things I wouldn't add. Yeah, Maybe no, that'll great. be part of our, our Patreon is uh, Ned's, Ned's recipe book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Ned's, Ned will also talk about things that they know nothing about. Wait, no, that's our normal podcast, Ned. That's a normal we, podcast. We can't be doing that twice. <laughs> um, but let's do a traveler's log. I mean, while yeah, we're here, we got some time. Log. I feel like this episode, we've kind of hit the point where we're like, okay, we... We've talked about everything we wanted to talk about for this episode. If anything comes up, we can talk about it after the traveler's log. But well, and that's what our traveler's log is for. If we missed anything, email yeah. us in. We might have missed well, some sort of huge intrinsic part of this episode that we should have talked about. Yeah. That would be awesome. Excuse me. That's what I meant. <laughs> well, this is from Marcos. And Marcos is actually hello, greetings from the past is the name of the subject. He is a little far back. Um, but a good enough traveler's law to where I was like, we can plug this in. He'll get to it eventually. I think he just <laughs> listened to season two recap. So Marcos, what's up? Uh, you don't have a DJ name. What are you doing? Come on. Marco. I, I'm calling you out now. Party. No, we, we didn't do, we didn't have DJ names listed in season two now. So I, if, no? he's, okay. if he's that far behind, it's okay. He just, I don't know what this means, Ned, but he said party God out Marcos. So maybe he's the party God. He can Capital be D- G. If, if you, if you, well, Party God is um the flying wolf head in Adventure Time. You're right. You're right. There is a Party God. So he's claiming, Marcos is claiming to be now, the Party God. Once Marco finally gets to this episode, I'll say, okay, you can be, you can be DJ Party God, which is a pretty solid DJ. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. So I'm skipping the first part. He's kind of just saying like, hey, I'm just going to email you despite the fact that I'm in season two. Uh, and eventually I'll hear it. So Russell has mentioned... Uh, he was really itching to see Cosmic Al again. And now you guys are quite a bit further along. Must have seen a bit uh, of him along with Prismo before pivoting the new Fino and Cake episodes. So I want to know if you were uh, to make a food-related wish to Prismo, what would it be? So let's mm. answer that first and then we'll continue on. So if you got a food-related wish to Prismo, what are you asking for? Oh, man. I think... Um... In in an Adventure Time spirit, I would want not everything burrito. We're going to get to the everything burrito episode, which is a fantastic one. But mm-hmm. I would want a combination of Jake's perfect sandwich with everything burrito. Okay. Um, so I, like I guess the perfect the perfect burrito, whatever that would be, would be my yeah. Prismo food of choice. I like, you know, Prismo is going pretty simple with the pickles. Uh, mm-hmm. This is going to be real simple. I was going to say sushi, but I think what I want is like the perfect PB&J. Because I feel like we all love peanut butter and jelly. But if you could make the perfect peanut butter and jelly, it could only be like the greatest thing ever, right? I, I mean... I would I would take that a step further too and say the ability to make the perfect PB&J every time. Mm. Like for your portion, your, your portioning to be perfect. 
every time you made a PB&J. Yeah. Because then, but then it's that's a monkey's where it would ball, come. Ned. I mean, what's what's the downside? Then, then what's, the what's downside happening? is you can only eat PB. <laughs> everything else you make. Is shit <laughs> that's all you got. Everything yeah. else, it's uh, it's it's Rick and Morty's mentality of once you realize what perfect level is, everything mm. else feels wonky. So once you taste the the perfect PB&J. You know, a, a nice filet mignon just tastes like like. Poop. There's no returning. Yeah, there's no return. <laughs> yeah. That's that's definitely the monkey paw in that one. Oh man, that's good. I was gonna say like maybe the perfect peanut butter and jelly. The jelly is um from from a source that you don't want to know. Like oh, that's a too personal man, of a man source. Jelly. Man jelly. Ooh, gross. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, the next thing he talks about, and second, if you were to be transported to live anywhere. In the Adventure Time universe, where and when would you like to be? Ooh, anywhere in the Adventure Time universe, where and where and and when is what he said. Yes, where and when would you like to be? You can just you can just say where. Like, what universe would you like to be transported to? I'll start. I want to be transported to the baby universe from Fiona and Cake because I want yeah. those good good naps. Apparently, that's like the best nap ever. That sounds amazing to me. Yeah, that does sound pretty good. Now. Oof. I'm I'm gonna redact my answer if I think about it too long, but my my knee jerk reaction is the pillow universe from our pillow adventure, which we still have, again you you have yet to get to, but for the fans like pillow universe seems pretty kind of awesome ex- except for the fact that Finn again the monkey the monkey paw is Finn has to eat pillows for does it eat a long pillows time. yeah oh. it's like the only sorts of food Every, everything in the universe is pillows dude. Yeah, I don't know about that one. Um, but Marco says, best of luck and fun to you guys. I'll see y'all in the future. And here's a picture of my rating. So he gave us a rating. Marcos, we're adding you, you know, DJ party guy. You're going to be added to the email list and we'll send you a, a sticker from the, like our original podcast stickers. We're still doing that. If you send us, a, if you rate us on Spotify or review us on, you know, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever, Yes, um, we still have stickers. We still have stickers. We'll, we will definitely send you one. That'd be awesome. Now, uh, one, thank you so much. One sticker and run review for everybody. But good. Yeah. I'm glad he. I'm glad we again. Really cool to hear we have new people on here. It's not, just not just the everybody adventuring along as episodes release that we still got yeah. people coming coming back. So yeah, and we dude. I mean, a little celebration for the podcast. We just got uh, enough followers to we are. I mean, we are so so close in followers. I mean, patrons on Patreon.com. Never Ending Adventure podcast. We just got another one. We are halfway to like funding the production of the podcast yeah, itself. So we, not like the cost of stickers and all that stuff and all that things, the things that we do outside of that. But but the podcast itself, production for the podcast is about halfway, about halfway to being funded no, it's by exciting. patrons, it's, which is Every so other cool. episode is, is, is being pretty much funded, which is awesome. Yeah. That means yeah, you guys, that's, yeah. That's, that's great. We're halfway there to this being like, Totally not out of pocket, which uh, is great for me. <laughs> be great. I, don't, I don't, I'm not made of money. Though, you know, I mean, we're not including taxes, but <laughs> you know, whatever. Man. Yeah, man. Well, who, who pays taxes, Ned? Pays Anyways, taxes? y'all, thank you so much. Pay your taxes. Uh, <laughs> Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Get on the Traveler's Log, just like DJ Party God at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. We are on YouTube. We are almost to a thousand subscribers on YouTube without putting wow. out anything other than like yeah. episodes. So that's cool. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Ned, I guess like, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Let's, let's get out of here. Let's eat daddle. 
Yeah, party forever. Oh, I love you, dear guys.